For me, it is someone on the Suns team, just not Chris Paul. It's Mikael Bridges. He's been actually playing really, really? well. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul. He's like, I was going to say, I was going to be <laughs> low, bro. Hello and welcome to the Friday, February 19th edition of the TV on Basketball Podcast with your host, TV. I have an awesome show lined up for you guys today, so thank you for clicking on to listen or watch today's episode. I have a guest with me today. We have Trey from the Get a Bucket Podcast. What's up, my guy? What's up, man? Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Glad to be on the show. Yeah, um, have him on the show. This is the first show I'm recording ever since I hit a thousand subscribers, um, a thousand followers on Instagram. Thank you guys for all the support on the podcast, especially over these last ten months. Like my the pod has grown, like to points I didn't think I would do this quickly. So again, thank you guys for all the support, and we have an awesome episode lined up for you today. We are literally recording this an hour after they announced the All Star starters, so you'll have our initial reaction to that. We're going to be making our All-Star Reserve picks. We're going to talk some um, stuff about his channel and just other stuff that's going around the league. So this should be an action-packed episode. But always remember, follow at TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates on the podcast and for other content. If you're listening to any of the podcast networks, especially on Apple, leave a five-star review. That would be highly appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already. And for the Podbean, Anchor, or Spotify listeners, to show your support in any way possible. If you're on YouTube, remember to subscribe, hit the notification bell, and like, and all that good stuff. And of course, for Trey, I'm going to have all of his links down in my link tree. You can check out his Instagram. You can check out his pod. All of this stuff will be in the description of the video if you're watching or on my link tree. But yeah, man, let's get right into this action-packed episode. If we have a new guest going on, we just got to ask about them like and their pod and everything. So let's just start off with a basic. Where did you start to go for basketball? Uh, I got to say, I, I, I was younger, uh, just played, like, I just started playing around friends. Uh, my dad and I would just watch basketball, uh, so, like, me and my cousin. It just, it was just a, a part of life at some point in time. Like, I can't, I can't even tell you how old I was exactly when I started maybe playing or anything like that. It's just, I always liked it, and it just stuck with me, like, forever. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's like a lot of like, I mean, same thing with me. Like, I, I don't even remember the first time I even like held a basketball. It's been so long since I, I did that. Obviously, it's kind of it's like one of those things, man. I think like we could both agree. It's like it's just been around our whole lives. It's just kind of like there. Like we watch it, we play it. And now at this point, I mean, we both have our own podcast. We just like talking about it at this point. So, yeah. Like, who are the people that you like watched growing up? Who are like some of like your role models like in, in basketball? Like, just like talk to me about that. Oh, I mean, my favorite player of all time, hands down, uh, Kobe Bean Bryant. That that that, that goes yeah. without saying. Yeah. Um, but like some people outside of him, I like T Mac. Oh man, he used to give me like some fits, dude. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah. I used to get worried because I used to think maybe there was a possibility T Mac was better than Kobe back in the day. They used Yo, to always. I, I used to hate that, like, because he was. They were around the same height, same yeah. skill set, same athleticism. It's like wow, just. T-Mac didn't have that extra player, so I always loved seeing T-Mac. KG, I love seeing KG, just the energy he had. It, it, it's KG, yeah. like, what can yeah, you expect? You know exactly, what I'm saying? Like, exactly, exactly. Like, uh, who else? Allen Iverson, uh, Steve Francis, um, 
Ron Artest, like I love seeing Ron Artest, even like yeah. when he was fighting people, like you love that. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Malice in the Palace, one Malice in the Palace, yo. one of my favorite moments in NBA history, and it probably shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> yeah. like, it's iconic. You can't deny that, bro. It's iconic. Exactly, there's, like dude, there's so many people. If I if I kept naming, we'd be here for a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in there right there. I'm in there right. And no disrespect to any of the other yeah. legends, legends that I missed. Like, yeah, oh, I, I was I was gonna start it up again. How about yourself? Yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, like, um, by the looks of things, I mean, you probably are like like in the era of basketball before I really like took a control of like what I was like thinking and stuff. Because like most of the people I like remember like watching like fully were people like Derrick Rose. Like people were. Like around, like maybe some Steve Nash. Steve Nash is one of my favorite guys. Dirk Nowitzki, of course. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, like those are like my type of guys. Like, but I mean, for sure, no, like those legends are absolutely fantastic. Obviously, RIP to the Mamba. Obviously, we miss him. But yeah, he. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like there's just like just seems like you like been watching basketball for a long time. And I mean, speaking of your basketball love, I mean. Like, have you played basketball like and stuff like that when like when you were growing up and like did you play in high school? Did you play in like 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 any like um, AAU league and stuff like that? So I played uh, in high school. I was about five two though. So I stopped. <laughs> I stopped like like I was I was five two and chubby with it. So like I didn't. I wasn't really trying to run suicides all the time. Yeah. Um. I literally told that to my coach. And <laughs> as a result, like I, I just stopped playing then, but I kept playing like in when I got to college, I did intramurals, um, or like just pick up wherever the case may be. So, yeah, I, I, that but that but that's where I stopped. But like outside of that, I did a little bit of AAU, didn't really stick with it. Um, my dad ended up taking me off the team because I had season my report card. That's the yeah, household we ran, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I know what you I feel you get you. degrees, but not jobs, according to him. So, that's um, yeah, that was the motto. So yeah, for real, man. I, I I feel you. I mean, like I played a bit in high school, but when I've played like big man my whole life, like I think I, I was like I had a huge growth spurt in grade eight. I went to like five ten. Okay. I went to five ten. Okay. But then I kind of plateaued. So like man. you know, like when you're in grade eight, you know when you're in grade eight and you're five ten, you're like you're the big man of the team, right? You're just like the, you're the big man. Exactly. And it's kind of like and you exactly. get you 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 develop those big man tendencies. You know how to post yep. up, you get your position for a rebound, but as you get yep. older people start to grow like they were like six footers like near seven footers in my high school basketball team and i'm like yo i have no guard abilities bro like i've been playing big men my whole life like it's it is what it is and i, I just stopped it. kind of like playing it like super seriously after i kind of like stopped growing i mean i was never that type of guy to like dribble the ball and stuff like that i was the guy to like clean up the boards kind of shoot the occasional three and all that i mean dirk was one of my inspirations for sure but right yeah but i i definitely feel you on that but transitioning to your pod, I mean, obviously, like you played basketball before, like you transition into this, um, like talking about basketball. Obviously, I've seen you a lot in sports. We will get to that a bit later. But what made you start the podcast and and like and stuff like that? So um, I was actually I, I always thought about doing like a, a sports podcast or something like that, like just talking about sports in some in some way or fashion. And I was always talking with like just friends or whatnot, just all the time. And uh I actually started like a, a, another podcast initially. It was called Tangents, and it was with my um, like a former co-host of mine. Yeah. And like we were just talking about, you know, let's let's start up a a a top. I'm sorry, podcast where we just talking about anything. And so that's why we came up with ta- like tangents because we would always go on tangents. And from there, we was like, you know, let's let's kind of focus it onto sports because that's what we that's what we both talk about the most when we're like yeah. talking. So 
That's why we started it up. Uh, obviously, we went different ways, but I kind of kept it up. And I, it's kind of like a safe haven, if you will. Um, it's just yeah. fun. It's nice to share my ideas, whether or not they hit, whether or not they flop, whatever the case may be, you know, get to spark up some, uh, some, uh, some uh, conversation. And at the end of the day, just talk sports. That's my main goal. Uh, share a different aspect of sports as well. Um, showcase that, you know, it's more to life than just basketball. There are people out here who yeah. have really good jobs and you can actually learn a lot and apply a lot that you learn from basketball, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. into the working world. So, I mean, like there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things from, but not just basketball, sports in general. There's a lot of things yeah. from sports that you can actually learn from like in life. So, yeah, for real. And I definitely get what you're going, coming from because, you know, like this isn't like a full-time thing for me. It's just something I love doing on the side. Like I've been doing this for, for over two years at this point. And it's, yeah, like I like that you put it perfectly. It's a safe haven. It's just something where you can like, you feel comfortable talking about stuff. And it's just like it teaches it and like this type of stuff, especially like talking in front of a camera, getting these connections, like and stuff like that. It's, it's definitely useful when going into the, you know, in the like in the in the world, like no matter where you go, like for sure. And exactly. yeah. And we met like and like how do we met? We met through sports me, I believe like right. Like we we both like yeah. ended up on this app. Um I know you're pretty active on it. I know you like um do some stuff, right? I mean like what got you into sports me and kind of like what do you kind of like do on that because i know you do stuff like beyond just like doing the battles and stuff <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> nah, i i'm 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 low-key with it man like that's yeah. that that's all jeff and them man like yeah. that's that, that that's jeff and them i uh found out through sports me i forget who exactly reached out to me but someone dm'd me and yeah. they're like hey uh check your podcast out we think you'd be great to like go on and like look look and check out sports me so and usually I'm kind of skeptical about stuff like that because sometimes you'll get, uh, and I don't know if you've get, gotten this now, but sometimes people will send you like pictures or whatnot or a link. And it's like, I don't know who you are. I'm probably not going to click on the link. Like, And then I'll even ask sometimes, hey, screenshot the picture. I, I can't click yeah. on the link for some reason. And they won't do that. I just won't click on the link for spam reasons, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But right. on this one, I was like, oh, I can download the app. Okay, fine. Let me see what, let me go to the app store. Saw it was yeah. legitimate gave it a shot saw what it looked like you know and here we are today like it's it's a nice little community so i mean i, I yeah. figured why not join it yeah no yeah for real i mean like i don't know even who's the one who got to me i'm not sure if it was just, i don't think it was jeff i just knew like some random someone in my dm yeah. was like yo just you know come join the app we like your content do you think we'd be, you'd be great if on this app and after i'm like I mean, it's not because like I, I get what you mean. Like I get those like spam messages saying like, "Yo, click this link," and it's some like weird URL. And so I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah. You, you're not. I'm not clicking on that. Like, no, like not me." So I just like, exactly. okay. I'm like, okay, this is a cool concept. And then like all of a sudden, I see people kind of like Ryan Hollins on the app and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I like what they got going on here. And now I'm like, kind of like a couple weeks in, and I'm like, I'm really enjoying it. And just making the connections. I mean, I've 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 had you on the pod. I've had like other people. Like on the pod, like I had Jeff on the pod a couple of weeks ago for sure. So, okay. yeah. So I've like it's just cool to, a place to make connections and all that. And yeah, like you guys, you definitely go join the community. It's still kind of small, but we're growing for sure. And definitely. you could, and it's a, just a good place to debate. But yeah, let's move on to just some more basketball stuff. The All Star Game is happening March seventh, Sunday it's it's a whole like it's a weird situation obviously they they came up with the full details today they're going to be having the skills competition and the three-point contest before the all-star game 
Then the first half of the All-Star game is going to play. Then at halftime, we have the dunk contest. And then we're going to finish it off. I mean, it's it seems like a crazy night. I can't believe they're having all of these events all in one night. I find that, like, really crazy. But, Trey, like, should this even happen? Like, I, like it just like, feels kind of off for me. So, I'm not in the medical field, right? Yeah. But I will say, I, I didn't go to Atlanta and, like, my cousin invited me to go down and I was like, I really want to, like, I really wanted to go to Atlanta to turn up, hang out, all that good yeah. stuff. I get some nice pictures. I'm like, what well, I can even do an episode down there, like whatever the case may be. And then I thought about it. It's Atlanta. Like they're open. Not like if they're acting like COVID doesn't exist. I don't know yeah. if we should have, like, like maybe we should have, like re- yeah. <laughs> relocate the all-star game. Like yeah. how about the bubble again? Let's like, let's bring it to the bubble. Like, or, and then yeah. invite some friends and family. I, th- that might be okay. Yeah. I think that would be, a, I think that'd be appreciated yeah. outside of Atlanta. Cause you know, people are going to turn up in Atlanta. So like, you know, someone's going to go yeah. out and hang out. Like they did it in the bubble. Freaking Lou Williams, like, yeah. Freaking exactly. Lou Williams, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Daniel House. I mean, I'm not trying to put yeah. it all on Lou. I don't want to put it all on Lou. Yo, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's risky. It's risky. But at the same time, the basketball fan in me wants to see it happen. So I, I, I'm i torn. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Yeah. It, yeah, like, it feels like basketball loving me and kind of like, Real with me, like they're two different people because obviously last year's All Star Game was was insane, was absolutely insane. Like I never was so excited for an All Star Game in so long, and this has probably been like the best one o- over the last what 10, 15 years. So it was mm-hmm. super intense, super fun, and I want that experience again. But you know, with the whole COVID thing still going on, and yes, you know, it's we have the vaccine stuff; it's going down. But at the same time, it just you talked about it. Atlanta is open. It's one of those like it's kind of like Florida where they feel like it's not real. Like they don't feel like COVID like that COVID is real at, over there. So like it doesn't feel right. And I mean, we we said we don't want to blame who will for everything, but at the same time, I mean, you just know that people like want to go to Magic City. People want to do all that type of stuff and. I mean, it, it, I think I talked about this in another podcast. Like, it's hard to tell millionaires what to do at the end of the day. It's try, it's really hard to tell millionaires what to do. So it's to have all these people coming from different markets, coming to one specific location. It just, it feels like unnecessary um, risk, especially because they've had outbreaks throughout the season. So it's like, are, should they even really do this? But at the end of the day, they want to make money. This is going to be a freaking long event. They might going to have like millions of people watching. So, exactly. I mean, I guess whatever flows their boat. I mean, they, they had an agreement with the NBPA, so they agreed to this. So yeah. you can't say that the players are like fully, fully against it. So, I mean, it is yeah. what it is. But either way, I mean, we talk about how our ethical selves are going to be like, oh, we're like, this shouldn't happen stuff. We're still going to watch it. We're still going to like, we're going to still going to participate in the festivities in our own way. Yeah. And speaking of the festivities, we already know the all-star starters. Like I said before, like at the top of the show, just over an hour ago, we got the confirmation for the all-star starters. I'm going to go through the two um, starting fives for you guys. Obviously, they're going to be doing the um, draft. I believe it's on March 4, the Thursday before the all-star game. And yeah, I'm going to go through the the captains and the starting lines for each. 
So in the East, we have at the two guard spots, Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal. The three forwards, Giannis, KD, who is the captain of the t- of one of the teams, and Joel Embiid. On the West side of things, we have Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, um, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, not Anthony Davis, what am I saying? Nikola Jokic and LeBron James, who was the captain once again for the third year in a row. A lot of lot lot of controversy. There's you see the Trailblazers putting out their tweet about Damian Lillard not making it and stuff like that. So Trey, how what is your initial reaction to these All Star starters? All right. So I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought I thought AD was gonna get up there. Um, yeah. They did just win the championship. You know, yeah. bronze teammate. Figured why not. Uh, not too i'm not mm, Hmm. uh, (laughs) i didn't like i don't want to put luca in the starting lineup i feel you i feel you yeah but i understand why they do it like it's he'll probably get the most one of the most votes like i understand it he's like one of the big name stars like i i get it but he's not the all-star starter this year like if 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 you if you put him at the point guard spot, Steph Curry's played better. You put him at the fall, a small forward spot, he's battling LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, yeah, Paul, Paul George, George even. Like, and his team is lower in the rankings, much lower in the rankings, yeah, than those other teams. So it's like, I can't put Luca there. I can't put. I, I thought they were going to give it to AD. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you think AD should have gotten like I, I'm in, I'm in like the boat that Willard, man. Willard felt like, especially like what he's been doing, like ever since CJ and Nurk went down, like he has been putting on an absolute masterclass to like how, like how to carry a team. Because we thought that the Trailblazers, after you know losing out, like losing CJ and Nurk, we're gonna fall a bit in the standings, but they've honestly like climbed a couple of spots, which has been really surprising. And Lillard is the biggest reason why I'm surprised that he's not there. In terms of the East side, obviously we have our um, reservations for the West, but on the East side, it seems right, right? I mean, like I think like the only like my only thing is like you could really flip flop between Kyrie and James Harden, but other than that, I'm okay with it. I mean, so 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 I might. I, I already I already put mine on my on my lit on my last episode. Yeah, but I took I took I took Giannis out. Okay, interesting. And I put and I put Harden in there instead because yeah. for me and I understand why that I understand why it's not like that. Like Harden just got to the East, so like I yeah. get it. Like he he hasn't played enough games in the East, but still. He's my Eastern all-star starter, along with yeah. Kyrie. I had KD, uh, Joel, and then it was in Bradley Beal or Jason Tatum, which I think I was leaning towards Bradley Beal. Yeah. So it's like, for me, we've seen this from Giannis before. Yeah. And it's like, his team isn't emerging as that as that dominant team. Like, the 76ers look better than the Bucks, yeah. And I... I can't put Giannis ahead of KD. I can't put Giannis ahead of Embiid. Bradley Beal's been playing, but even though his team is trashed, it it's been Bradley Beal's team, not Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's been hooping. Yeah. So, I mean, and then Harden and Kyrie are better players. So it's like for me, like there and Giannis has to show that he's like 
can actually not get stopped in playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like they're definitely like, you could definitely like, you know, replace some guys in like both East and West sides. Obviously they have to go by the parameters of the forward and guard thing, which is kind of limiting, which I don't think like, honestly, hopefully in the future that there's no positions at all, like down the line. Like, I think that's one thing that they really should be getting rid of. I mean, I'm glad that like, I'm already happy that they got rid of the center position. Cause that was, uh, that's kind of tough. I mean, choosing like two centers for each conference, like going with the three forwards was a lot better, but yeah, I mean, in terms of just a starting five, I mean, it's probably better if you go like the best five from each conference for sure. Mm. But we know the starters. We're here today to go with our bench lineups for the All-Star game. Seven guys per conference, two guards, three forwards, two wild cards. I don't know about you, man, but this was kind of tough. This was kind of tough. Like, how do you feel about like when you're making your West? It was weird because the West was a lot easier than the East. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely agree to that. Yeah, like it, 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 I had, to, I had to look back and I was like, wait, no, I'm missing somebody. Like I'm missing some people. Like I'm, I'm looking at my list right now. And it's just and it's wild. Yeah, because there are so many people in the East you could legitimately consider. Yeah, and I'm like, dang, is the West better than the East now? Like, do we need to? Is this a legitimate conversation? I don't know. Like this I don't is know. tough. I, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like especially with the East, I know there's like especially when you get to those wild card spots. I feel bad because there's like two or three guys that I really wanted to put in there, but I just feel like I just have to because there's just not enough space on the roster. So I definitely yeah. feel you. I'll definitely feel you there. We're gonna go through the. Two, we're gonna go two guard. We're gonna go through the guards, forwards, wild cards. We'll see. Um, Okay, so what I'm gonna do here is we're gonna go with I'm gonna go with, we're gonna start in the east. Let's start in the east because that's gonna be the that's gonna be the hard one. That's gonna be the hard one. I'm gonna tell you right. the two guards I have and tell me what what two guards you have. You go with that for like the, for, for the, the first two guards. Yeah, for the reserves, the first two guards. You you go with that? Okay. Okay. So, I'll... Okay. So I'll go first. The first guard reserve I have is Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. I have Jalen Brown. I mean, he's. I think like he has arguably arguably been the best Celtic this year through production. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's def um it's definitely like um a debate between him and Tatum at least for this year, but he's been absolutely fantastic. And then for my other guard, I have James Harden. James Harden does definitely deserves to be in there, even though with a short time in the East. He's like I saw an insane stat earlier today where it's like he has career highs basically in every statistical category except for scoring, except for scoring. Literally every single statistical category category besides that, he has career highs in. And that just proves that, you know, he is definitely becoming more of a team player. But, Trey, who do you have in your two guard positions in the East, at least on the bench, to start off with? I'm going to just say for that team player comment, that's tough because, like, he's like, – he's, He's been a team player before. He was like their main option on the Rockets team. So it's like that's tough. Like I hate that he gets that knock, but I also get it. Like he, I hate that for him. But I agree with you. But but I I do agree with you on Jalen Brown. Um, I actually did my listing from like seven through twelve, but he's my first. But he's my first guard. Um, like I said earlier, I had James Harden starting. So. Uh, Zach Levine, I guess, is going to be my second guard coming yeah. off. So I, I had him higher. Uh, so I had them too as my as my first two guards. Yeah. So I mean, I think those were pretty easy. I mean, those are the, like at least the top of the reserves were a bit easier. But when you start going down, man, it definitely mm. gets tough. But yeah, those mm. two definitely, definitely deserving. 
going on to the forwards, my three forwards, Jason Tatum. I think although the Boston Celtics are struggling, him and Brown have been absolutely fantastic this year. If it wasn't for COVID, maybe Jason Tatum may have been in the MVP discussions. My other forward, I have Julius Randle. I, I wasn't expecting him to play this well going like this far into the season and the Knicks being near 500. Honestly, had just been a huge shock to me. And I don't know, man. Julius Randle definitely deserves to be there. And then my third forward position, I got Bam Adebayo. Yes, the Heat have been kind of out of the picture, but Bam has literally been the like their offense and their defense this year, man. Bam Adebayo has literally been like probably their best player on both sides of the ball, and like that's honestly such a shock from like last year. I mean, he has taken that jump. Honestly, I think like he's making the argument as the, especially because Jimmy has kind of been on and off this year. I just think that he's just like doing so much for them on that team. And although their record is low, I got I gotta put him in. I feel like he's doing too much for that team. All right. So I put I had Tatum, obviously. Um I'm sorry, I meant six through twelve. I yeah. he's on my yeah. I, I yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um and then I had Giannis as well. Yeah. And I put Sabonis because Sabonis has been having a pretty good season as well. And it's comparable to um, Julius Randles. Yeah. And then he's on the better team. Like the Pacers, I don't think are going to win a chip, but they're better than the Knicks. Like, and Sabonis has a lot to do with that. Like Brogdon's cool, but like Sabonis has been playing pretty well. Like, I saw him go at Carl Anthony Towns, and I view Carl Anthony Towns pretty highly. And I felt like Sabonis and him were going toe to toe. So it's like yeah. I view Sabonis pretty highly. Like I said, and, and, and with all that, like under his belt as well. Yeah. I, I I can't put I can't give Bam that edge. Like I I can't I I, I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have Julius Randle on your list? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, to round out the other people, I have Trey Young and Julius Randle. Um, yeah. Julius has, like, basically gotten the Knicks there. I know RJ's on the team and he's been playing decently, but it's been Julius that you see running that team, whether it's on the court, whether it's being that leader. So, I mean, and the fact that we're talking about the Knicks in the playoffs, I actually had a – I was trying to figure out whether it should be Ben Simmons or Julius Randle, mm-hmm. but I had to go. I had to go Julius Randle. Yeah. So yeah, just just run me through your gear. I mean, like, okay, just like, um, you have Giannis on your bench, right? You have Giannis and yep. I, th- I had Giannis at the. I yeah, had Giannis but, as a reserve. Yeah. Who are you? Who was your starting? Jason like, Tatum. Jason Tatum. Awesome. Okay. You know, so my starting unit was Kyrie, Bradley Beal, James Harden, um, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. That was gonna be mine. Uh, you can put that a little bit on bias, but I also thought that they were the better players personally. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you basically just put like Harden, who's definitely going to be a reserve now, but you definitely have him in your starting lineup. Okay. So yeah. you have, okay. So you have um, James Harden and then, so run me through your reserves. And then the reserves I had Jason Tatum, Giannis, DeMontis Sabonis, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Trey Young, and Julius Randle. Julius Randle. Okay, so so you we have I think we have like basically the same. Um, I I had Zach Levine as well to round off mine. I have Zach Levine and Trey Young. I know you don't have Bam in yours. You have Sabonis and in, in yours instead. 
my only thing mm. with Sabonis is that I think like this is something like like for me like going into the advanced sets like they're like mm. whenever he's not on the court like the Pacers mm. are not missing him that much, and for me like I think what what hurts Sabonis's case at least for the reserves is that. Him and Brockton have both been having such good years that they, they might like kind of take credit away from each other because they've both been on pretty even level, like near even levels, especially mm-hmm. Brockton is having a career year as well. But yeah, I mean, I could definitely see your case for Sabonis. Bam's record, I could I can agree to, I can agree with that. It is definitely low, but um, like I just think that he just does way too much for that Miami Heat team to get left off. Zach Levine, I have him there as well. I mean, he's like, have you seen like his shooting splits? Like, it's been absolutely insane. Like, he's over 50% from the field, 40 something percent from three, 80% from the line. He's been so efficient. The way Zach's he's tough. Zach's so tough. And look, I hate leaving Bam off because I put Trey Young in that list yeah. and Bradley Beal. And yeah. like, both of their team, both of their teams are underperforming for me because yeah. like I had both of them as playoff teams, five and six. Yeah. So, like I hate doing that to Bam, but I also I, I also would have hated doing that to Sabonis as well too. I mean, yeah, that's fair. It's like ah, but then it's a, it's just a tough situation. It was yeah. just a tough situation. Yeah. Like who are some guys that you had on like like that didn't make your list that was like really close like to making it on? I put I was considering Bam obviously, yeah. uh, Chris Middleton because he was playing. Middleton. There was a moment where it's like Chris Middleton was looking like he might be on a different level. Like a yeah. slightly different level, but no, he's not. Um, Jeremy Grant, because I'm big on Jeremy Grant. I thought the Denver Nuggets were stupid by let, for letting him go. Uh, yeah. You could have paired him up with Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray and Jokic. Yeah. That would have been tough. And then also uh, Malcolm Brogdon as well. I wanted to throw Gordon Hayward in there, but I don't know that you can make the argument that LaMelo ball has more of a shot for the all-star list than Gordon Hayward. So, I mean, yeah, it's tough. I, that, that yeah. was exactly, but those were definitely outside of Gordon Hayward and, yeah. and LaMelo ball. Obviously those were yeah. my. Yeah. Calls. Yeah, for sure. I had Chris Middleton as a very, very close. It was either him or Zach Levine, but I just think that Zach's, I, I can't deny him for much longer. He's been so good this year. Like ugh, it, it was just tough to leave him out. Um, I had to put Trey Young. Obviously, I have Trey Young on my team. I just think that he, the Hawks have are, are literally nothing without him, and he's literally like, honestly, like carrying that team. I mean, I've seen them play without Trey Young. It's ugly, ugly. So for sure, like he had to make it on. Chris Middleton, it was so close to making it for me. He just missed out. Brogdon, I've been wanting to have him on there, but it's just, it's just the the East is deep, man, with talent. I like it, it already sucks enough leaving out some bonus on my on my roster, but. I mean, yeah, I have him as well. Even showing love to Ben Simmons, who has been one of the best defensive players in the league so far. I don't think like I think people like give him a lot of slack for what he like what he doesn't do, but don't appreciate what he actually does like really, really well. So I definitely mm-hmm. had him there as well. But yeah, those yeah. are East picks. Let us um, let me know down below what you guys think. Agree, disagree. Did I miss out on anyone? Leave it down below. So now we just did the East. Let us go to the West reserves again to to just to remind you guys who the All-Star starters are. Curry, Doncic, LeBron, Kawhi, Jokic. We named those guys. That means there is a whole other lot of players that you could pick for the West. I We discussed this earlier. 
it, it was a bit easier than the East. I mean, the East, there was like lots of lots of options, but the West, I think there was like a clear like set of people that I think that deserves to make it and should make it. So let's start with the West reserves. I will start off with my guard positions. The two guards I have to start off with here are Donovan Mitchell and Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard leading his team to a fourth seed right now, especially without CJ or Nurkic. Definitely deserves to be up there. Donovan Mitchell, number one seed in the West. He is the their leading scorer for sure. And yeah, he's just been playing, having a career year, and he definitely deserves to be on there. Any like any blowback, do you think like these guys are deserving to make it? Damian Lillard and, and Mitchell? They, they make it. They make it. They're on my list for certain. Yeah. Uh, they're not my first guards, but they're definitely up there for certain. Uh, at least Damian Lillard is. Dame, no, no disrespect. But I put D Book up there as well as Donovan Mitchell. Those would be my first guards. Um, Luca technically was mine, but yeah, you know he got starter, bumped yeah. up. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean those I think were a bit of an easier choices. I mean, um, you got Booker. Like I have him in my actual wild card positions too. I mean, speaking of the Phoenix Suns, I mean they've been playing like they've been on a tear as of late. Devin Booker. I mean he started off the season quite of slow, but now he's starting to pick up his All Star form. And I think he's definitely done enough to make the all-star team. So I definitely have to agree with you there. In terms of my three forwards, I have Paul George, Rudy Gobert, and Anthony Davis. I know we discussed earlier that you had him in your starting lineup, but since he's not there, I'm assuming that he is an automatic on your bench for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he's there for certain. We actually have the same list. Um, yeah. I put Rudy up there. And it was tough. It was tough because I had him going up against Zion and Brandon Ingram. Yeah. So uh, it, it was tough. But I got to say, Rudy, his three blocks, that's what that's what kind of did it for me. Yeah. And then Paul George, I mean, I mean, he's like he's been like the second best player on one of the top teams in the West. You can't yeah. really deny it. I mean, he's having like his shooting splits are absolutely ridiculous right now. I know, like, the old, like another like, I know some people have been like having some blowback because he hasn't played really a lot of games, but I think he's played enough to make the all-star team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And people, yeah, and go people ahead. Are gonna hold, also, people are going to hold the playoffs against him last year too, which I think I did the same thing with Giannis, so I understand. Yeah. But at the same time, Paul's, like, his was a little bit different. Like, I felt like he kind of stopped himself too, though, because they were ahead of the Nuggets. Yeah. I felt like the Bucks just didn't have a shot. So it, it was it was it was a little bit different, and like you said, PG's been hooping this year. So I mean, and and yeah. people have been gunning for PG. So I mean, the fact that he's still hooping, he deserves it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think like with the Clippers, I mean, obviously Kawhi Leonard may as a starter. Paul George is no doubt going to make the bench. I mean, he's just been playing absolutely fantastic. As mm. for the last wild card spot, I, like I said, I have Booker as one of my wild card spots, and you told me that Damian Lord is in like your wild card spot as well. But for the final um, play, um, for the final player, I think we can both agree. Maybe I don't know. This is a definitely definitely um, could be um, debated. But I have Chris Paul. I have Chris Paul making it as the final wild card spot. I just think he just completely changed that culture there in Phoenix, and I think that like he's basically having the same numbers as last year, and he was leading the OKC team. And same thing here with Phoenix. I mean, seventeen near eighteen points per game, eight assists, four rebounds. Although they're not like jumping out you. I mean, if you watch a Phoenix Suns game, you like you know who's like running that team. And Chris Paul's been doing a, do- a good job once again. 
who do you have as your final wild card spot, Trey? For me, it is someone on the Suns team, just not Chris Paul. It's Mikael Bridges. He's been actually playing really, really? well. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, it's yeah. Chris Paul. It's Chris yeah. Paul. He's like, I was going to say, I was going to be like, bro, you, I was like, yo, you went out there, out there. I was going to be like, damn. Okay. Like, I want to hear this. Because, like, I like him. I like him as a player. I was like, I was like yo, you're going out there. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. Chris Paul. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no. Nah, he's just one of the best leaders in the game, man. Like, if not the best. I mean, he – this this Suns team, it has talent, but it just never was able to get everything going. And he's showing, okay, well, I can get things going with this team. You have a dynamic scorer in Chris Paul. I mean, uh, Devin Booker. You have a quality player in DeAndre Ayton, who actually is what DeAndre Jordan can be or what DeAndre Jordan was, except better on the offense, and he has better offensive skills. So you have Mikael Bridges, who is actually playing pretty well as a 3 and D player. So, I mean – they have a decent team. Even Jay Crowder's out there not getting and not playing too well. I'm not playing too bad. So, I mean, they have a good team, and it's the defensive impact, though, that Chris Paul has instilled in this team. So, I mean, the fact that he's able to help this team get to a playoff seed and, and top five, yeah, I got to throw him in there. Yeah, the Chris Paul effect is real, and that is a common theme on my podcast. I always like to say the Chris Paul effect. I mean, he has done this throughout his whole career, and he's doing it once again with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, he like he he turned a team that was a bottom ten defensive team into a top ten. Like that mm-hmm. that just explains a lot about how much he leads this team. And man, I mean, like he like he his impact is undeniable. Right. Who are some other players that you had like on your radar? Because you mentioned it earlier. I mean, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, you could make a case for them, but I just think that they're like their seating is a bit too low. I really do think so. Yeah. I mean, Z- Zion has had like if you, like his stats are insane. Zion's stats is absolutely crazy, but I just don't think like I think he'll he'll get his time. He'll definitely get his time eventually. But as of right now, I just don't think he slides right in. I mean, who are some people that you left off your list? Um. De'Aaron Fox, if you look at the yeah. Kings, they've been playing pretty well. And, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton has been playing pretty well, too. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Buddy Hill is still there. But it's been De'Aaron Fox's team. Like, this, this is clearly his team. And, honestly, yeah. I, I, I don't know if he should stay or leave. Like, yeah. I don't know if he should try to stay or leave, man, because he's, like, a good talent, man. If he's, if he's on a better team, we could be talking about him as a surefire, like, all-star so i mean yeah. darian fox should get some love um i it wasn't that deep for me on the west this year i think like christophs was injured uh yeah. christian wood was injured as well cj who was hooping he was injured. hooping hooping yeah exactly and then jaw injured all i don't think he would have made it yeah um john wall i thought had a shot when he came out he came out looked like he was sizzling a little bit um it just yeah. wasn't that deep for me this year. They have a lot of injured players like Carl Anthony Towns, D'Lo. Yeah. They've been out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, for sure. And I think like it's at least for us picking. At least it's kind of a blessing in that, like in that, um, in that in that aspect. Just because I mean, it kind of shortened the player pool. I mean, if CJ McCollum did didn't get injured, if he didn't get injured, he would have been in. I honestly would have believed. Nah. Like, like C- I, 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 so, so, so you had you would have CJ ahead of ahead of CP. If he was healthy, because he was having a career year, he was averaging like kind of like he was like their like their best playmaker. He was having like a career year. Like, I think maybe not ahead. It's it would be a lot more close. It would be a lot more close if he wasn't injured. I, I understand the case 
for it. I definitely understand the case for it. Yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of, yeah, for sure. I mean, like Christian Wood too. I mean, like before his injury though, Rockets were over 500. He was averaging like 22 points a game, 11 rebounds. He would have had a case. And I mean, I think the closest people that we had, and I think, yeah, you mentioned it, Brandon Ingram and Zion. And after that, it kind of just trickles down. Like it, it was a bit harder past then. It's talking about De'Aaron Fox, I mean, if the Kings were over 500, you could definitely make the case for him. But I think his record is too low as well. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I think we have, I think the exact same Western Reserve. So that is really interesting. And I mean, like we mentioned it beforehand. I mean, it was just a lot easier than the East, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, so those are our West picks. Again, leave their, your thoughts down below whether you agree or disagree. A couple more topics to, to keep Trey here for a little bit longer. We're going to be talking about some other things that are going on in the NBA. We're going to start with Draymond's comments because that has been definitely one of the um, one of the biggest topics coming out of the NBA this week. And it was in regards to the Andre Drummond situation. Am I correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Draymond, after a game, he was – Ranting, um, talking about when about how like a, there's a double standard in the NBA. When players go across a trade and they try to do what's best for their future, they're vilified by fans, they're vilified by the media, and they just get bashed on for like just doing kind of like what's best on, like or what they think is best on their end. But with teams, on the other hand, when they like they like make decisions. I mean, um, for example, the Andre Drummond situation, where they hold like they hold him out of without like and not playing him because they're trying to create a trade for him and no one is calling them out like in these certain situations and Draymond really brought that to life and now like everyone like that's like a point of discussion like do you like is there a double sign in the NBA like is this fair it's probably not fair but Trey what are your whole thoughts in this situation so my my, my thought is this I understand Draymond's I understand Draymond's vantage point but at the end of the day like you don't the players don't really own the league. Like, like you can't, you don't own the team. Like you, you have a contract. Like that means you're an employee. You're not an employer. So you can't say and do every single thing that you want. Like Steph can't say and do everything he wants to. Like there's always going to be a double standard. Even when you look at, for example, how the players are treated. Well, Draymond gets special treatment because let's say for example someone on his team like i'm not trying to pick on him but like michael Mulder, right yeah we don't know michael Mulder too too much only reason why i heard about buddy's name oh they're not only reason why but the first time i heard about buddy's name someone's telling me oh he makes the least amount in the nba so i'm like i don't know if that's true or not but cool and that that's that's how he came to my scene let's say michael Mulder would act like draymond green to the refs yeah, it'll probably get ejected a lot quicker. There's always going to be a double standard, Draymond. So it's like, I agree with him. I would like to see a little bit more openness, a little bit more transparency. But then if we're also asking that from the owners, we're going to have to ask that from the players as well. So it's like a slippery slope. Like it, I, I, I personally would love to have more openness as an NBA fan, but it's, it, it, it's, it's tough. And what do you want Andre Drummond to do? Play? Let's say he plays, gets hurt. Now he messed up his contract. Yeah, they could pay him out, but the future contracts, now he'll get yeah. paid less, much less than what he might get now. So I think it's not that big of a deal for him to sit out until yeah. they trade him. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the thing is here is that, like, I mean, there, there, um, there's two different situations I see that's going on in the NBA right now. 
One of them being, you know, what's happening with Boyd Griffin. And he mm. has like a mutual agreement with the Detroit Pistons of what's going on, right? You know, he said like, you know, it's probably best that I sit out be- until you make a decision on my future. And the Detroit Pistons agree with him. So it was kind of a mutual thing. In terms of the Andre Drummond situation, I mean, yes, they were like, okay, we're going to sit you down. We don't want you to get hurt. We are in the midst of getting you a trade. But Andre Drummond wants to play. And like he's participating in a warm-up still. And Draymond Green mentioned this in his press conference that like he's went through all you know the, the usual routine and then he had to go to the back and change it to his street codes because they like it was a dnp like decision from the coach so i mean i see what he's going on from there and like i mean like what's the whole mantra of the nba there are a player's first league i mean compared to other leagues like the nfl like the mlb i mean it's very owner centric like they're the ones who get to clearly make the decisions and in the nba i mean it's it's as it's as mobile as a league as it can get like people have been like asking out of their contract already, like after two years and stuff like that, demanding trades. So, I mean, they already have like a, like a lot of power compared to these other leagues. And obviously I like the point that you made. I mean, at the end of the day, they're still employees. Yes. They're the ones like performing on the basketball court. Yes. They're the ones who are bringing in the money because they are the players, but they're still employees at the end of the day. And I just think as long as like, they're not owning anything. There, there has to be this dynamic. I mean, they're the ones who are getting paid to play. These owners are paying them. And as much as, like you said, transparency would be great. I think it would be like a lot more beneficial to the league. I just think that at the end of the day, there is a hierarchy and there's just, I think there's just nothing they could do about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Draymond Green, I mean, a lot of people do agree with him. I mean, I think this is just like a bigger issue that goes beyond basketball, but we're just going to leave that there. We're going to leave it at the basketball situation. One more topic. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's something it's, I mean, it's, I mean, this type of like conversation could definitely go outside of basketball. Right. I mean, if we really like wanted to go out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like, I know it's, like I said, it's a, it's, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Cause like, yeah. Like us, it's it's tough because like, I, I I get his I get his point. Like I really do. Like like I, I think what could have been done maybe is handled thing. Like that's why I think everything should be handled behind closed doors. Um, yeah. If there is a trade, like okay, the media can leak that. Hey, like this organization is seeking the trade because at the end of the day, they're they're trying to do what's best for the organization. I'm glad Andre Drummond wants to play but it's still what's best for that organization. Like we all know the NBA is a business when it's all said and done. Like you can become the best player in their franchise and then you get traded or you get treated a certain way. Like even D Wade and Pat Riley had a falling out. So, I mean, like it's, it's a business at the end of the day. Like I, and Draymond's been in the league long enough to know like it, you can't take nothing personal, especially for DeAndre, or especially for Drummond, because he just got to the Cavs. It's not like he was drafted there or made any real roots. Like that yeah. wasn't. We all knew that wasn't going to be his final landing spot. So, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. make this a big deal personally. Yeah, I see what you mean, and I mean going back to his point, saying that you know, like we don't really call it the, um, you know the organizations and stuff like that. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of people who watch the NBA are fans of teams. And I mean, more people are starting to be fans of players, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, we look at the players. I mean, they're the ones with the personalities. I mean, we just, we can't really like, I think I I heard this on the podcast. I mean, like in terms of like 
owners and stuff like you can't really attach a face to like being mad at an owner like for like for most teams like you just don't see unless you're a fan yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like yeah. i mean like if you see like what's happening with the Cavs, i mean like who is i mean dan gilbert i know he's still part of that organization but at the end of the day i mean there's no one to like really like, visualize to get mad at and it's like really hard to do that especially with a lot of these management being behind closed doors well, now the Knicks case, we all like the, even people who aren't fans get mad at Dolan. Like Jesus, yeah. maybe not this year. Maybe not this year. Like maybe, hey. but I think Dolan was impressed as damn self. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just like a it's like a huge thing. I mean, we, we could go on and on about just like the whole structure of the NBA, but we we'll just end it here right now. One more topic before we head out: the Boston Celtics. Man, I mean. I mean, what's going on? Like, what's going on with them right now? Right now, they're at 500. Um, earlier today, Danny Ainge came out, like, in a press conference saying that he takes the blame for how the roster is constructed. He legit said in this press conference that his roster is just not good and, like, he should have done better trying to construct it. Mm. And they're just not playing like themselves. I mean, we talked about how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to make the all-star team. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're just they're not playing the way that we expect them to. And I think... Um, there's a bigger problem under that. I mean, what do you think is wrong with the Boston Celtics? So, to say that they're like trash basketball, let's put this in perspective, people. Like, they're fourth in the East. <laughs> like, I wouldn't say this is trash basketball. Like, like the Wizards are playing trash basketball right now. Yeah. Like, my Blue Devils are playing trash basketball right now. Yeah. Like, maybe not the last two games, but, like, so we've been playing trash. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, like, so, like, that, that, it, it's been injuries. Um, it's funny because, like, I, um, I'm i dropping an episode and, like, one of my uh, – like, one of the guys I interviewed, he's a Celtics fan, and he was saying – he was going in on uh, both Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. And saying how like not only like did Danny Ainge drop the ball, but next year if like things don't change, or like or if, they, if if things don't change come this year, maybe Brad Stevens' seat is on the hot seat now, or maybe Brad Stevens is on the hot seat now. So I I didn't like the fact that we brought in, um, Kemba Lowkey for Kyrie. I I, it, I thought it was a good substitute, but I thought when you had Kyrie, you had Jalen Brown, you had Jason Tatum. You don't start Gordon Hayward then. You bring him off the bench. And that's why I faulted Brad Stevens from the coaching perspective. Gordon Hayward just came back off that injury. Like Jason, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum had some success. Kyrie was hooping. He was trying to get everybody involved too. That could have worked. I, I think I thought that worked. I messed it up. And then you end up trading Kyrie. Kyrie played a part in it too, but traded Kyrie. Now that throws off what you were originally planning, now you put Kimba in there. You're like, eh, I'm, I'm going to try to work with Kimba. But now Kimba's defensive woes are going to come back to haunt you. And I think having Kimba on the team, his offense isn't going to eclipse Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum's. They don't have quality big men. They didn't get Miles Turner when they should, when they let Gordon Hayward basically go. They should have tried to trade him for Miles Turner, make that deal happen no matter what but mm-hmm. didn't so as a result you end up with tristan thompson daniel tice yeah you already had tice but turner would have been better it's not like he's yeah. elite but he's a mobile stretch five yeah who, for sure that you need that against the mbs and against the Giannis's and people like that so i mean i i think it it's a couple of reasons and 
I don't know if you blow up the team necessarily, but it's sad to say, but you might have to trade either Marcus Smart or one of the either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Yeah, and it's like I think like when you watch these games, especially this year with the Boston Celtics, it, you, you just cannot find like what their identity is. I don't think they even know what their identity is as a team. Like, are they a scoring team? I mean, like, are they a ball movement team? Like, they they, they just don't know. I mean, when you watch, I mean, obviously Jason Jalen Brown's improvement has been like one of the biggest reasons. Like, has been massive. Has been absolutely massive. Exactly. Yeah, but. It feel I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but when you see him and Jason Tatum play together, it just feels like they just don't like bounce off each other really well. Like they don't play well together in the sense where it feels like okay, it's Jalen Brown's turn to take the shot. Okay, now it's Jason Tatum's turn. Like they're just they don't play well, kind of like as a unit. And although they're two fantastic players, I mean they're both all stars in our opinion. It just feels like they just do not play like well, like in terms of together. And I think that has to do a lot more because like Jalen Brown's like like we said, his improvement has been massive. They want to involve him more in the offense. And mm-hmm. I think it is they're still trying to figure that out. I mean, it's still early in the season, but I think like they just they they just seem kind of confused. And like you said, yeah, I mean, go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say I think there's a lot of like what you're saying is right, they don't have a real identity, but I think it's from top down, like they don't know who their real alpha is. Cause to me. Sometimes it's Jalen Brown. Sometimes it's Jason Tatum. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But if if it's Jalen's turn on the offensive end, all right, I need Jason to strap up on the defensive end and be, and be that elite defensive player. And I know Jalen Brown can do that on the defensive end. Yeah. And Jay, can Jason Tatum. And then on the offensive end, we're seeing Jalen Brown can do that like he's able to do that and we know jason tatum can do that so it's just if Jalen, if jason tatum can get that defensive like part in place as well they're going to be tough because now like okay you don't necessarily it seems like it's a competition okay well i I, i'm i'm the one i'm the one like that's how it comes across to me like they're not it it's not balanced the way you want it like they're still trying to play with kimba as that one, two, and three attacking and scoring that 20 points per game. And I don't think that's going to be the efficient play. I think you need Kimba as like a point guard to get them to facilitate the ball and get everybody situated. And I don't see him as that type of point guard. He's an attacking. So, yeah, I just think it's just like a lot of like, it's just a lot of confusion within that team. And they're going to have to, if they really want to be a threat in the East, they're going to have to figure something out because it hasn't been good this year. We know they can play good basketball. We've seen it the last year. Last year they had a really good year and they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And we thought that they were they were, we really I mean like as fans we thought they were one piece away. Let's be honest. I mean like the Daniel Tice was getting killed by Bam in that Eastern Conference Finals and we thought like look, honestly, all they need is like what, a big man and I think like to compete with like the Bams of the world and Jokic of the world. And they would be fine. But the thing is, they did not address that, which is their main issue in the offseason. And now it's coming back to bite them. My other question here, I mean, obviously, there's the big man issue and stuff. Mm. We talk about, I mean, they're going to keep Jason Tatum. And I think that once what they see in Jalen Brown, they have to 100% keep him with the way he could play that well on both ends. I It sounds, I mean, like you mentioned some trade, like potential trade assets. Like you mentioned Marcus Smart as a possibility. You mentioned even Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, but you didn't mention Kemba Walker. And I think that maybe because of the amount of scoring they have, I think they have like 
more than enough of that. I mean, do you think it's time for them to cut ties with Kemba Walker? Because he looks like, like ever since he got there, he doesn't like, he hasn't been like a perfect fit there. Like, do you think that they should be able to trade him for maybe like to address their other issues? When you, when you say cut ties, does that include buyouts by any chance? Cause I looked at every roster. I looked at every roster. Nobody would like Kim. I don't see Kimba fitting with any roster. Like, even if you put him on the Lakers, you got Dennis Schroeder. Like, you throw him on, I, I can't, I couldn't, I, I tried to go to the Pistons. And it's like, well, they just got Dennis Smith Jr. They just got, so like, maybe if you want to bring him on as a veteran, okay, cool. And be at least like somewhat attractive, fine. Yeah. But then I, I it's not, I, I just don't see how you trade Kimba unless you package him with Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Okay, if you pack him up with Marcus Smart, I don't know what you're getting back for that. So it's like, I feel like they're stuck with Kimba Loki. Yeah. I mean, like I can see what you mean. Cause I'm like, I'm thinking of the teams in my head. I mean, for some reason I was thinking the Orlando magic, but I think they have their two point guards of the future and Marco. They got Fultz, and, yeah. And Cole Anthony. I mean, definitely. I mean, I, the Raptors have enough guards, the wizards. I don't think want to like invest in someone like Kemba instead of Westbrook. It's, it, it's a hard place. It's definitely a hard place to have someone like Kemba because there's not really an ideal landing spot to trade him to. The only other thing I can maybe think of is the Pelicans, but at the same time, Kemba is not a distributive point guard. He is like I a score Pe- I thought of Pelicans. The only problem is their defense. Like they're not an elite defensive team yet. And so he's not going to help. Gonna be, exactly. He's not going to help. So it's like, I, I don't see a team the 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 best case scenario for the Celtics to win is somehow hope that either Marcus Smart the way he was playing in the bubble yeah. he does that consistently so that Kimba can become six man yeah, I mean, it's tough because, it's, I mean, like, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have taken a lot of the offensive load. So it kind of pushes Kemba to the side. And at that point, I mean, <laughs> he is not really He's a distributor. He's, He's a better version of Lou Will right now. Yeah, I mean, he – I mean, probably, I mean, yeah, he's definitely, I mean, better handles, better scoring ability, but he's not a pass first point guard. He's not like a great creator for others and stuff like that. I mean, exactly. it's tough. It's tough. I mean, like, and I, I thought of the Clippers. I thought of the Clippers too. That's what's crazy. And it's like, where the game back? Distribute. Yeah, he doesn't distribute the ball. And, and what are they getting back? They can't get back a big, they can't, the Clippers can't afford to lose uh, Ibaka or Zubak. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's nowhere. It's yeah. nowhere. Like even like an easy swap for like, like even if they do, I mean, Andre Drummond's on the trip. Like even if you swap him, like it doesn't make sense because they have sex like Sexton and Garland. Like it's it's tough. Like there's just not a team that needs a Kemba Walker right now. Unless and I think, you're an elite scorer, you cannot be a short guard in the league. Yeah, and that's or tough. an elite defender or an yeah. elite defender. Yeah, that's or true. Passer. Like you got to be a leader. One of in. His scoring days are not elite anymore. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely been tough. So, I mean, if any of you guys like think of the best scenario, it's, I mean, like me and Trey, I've been like trying to like get some ideas out here. Like it's it's tough out here. It's tough to try. I to even find thought a of the Knicks. No love. No love. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, like, maybe maybe because Mitchell, maybe? but then it's like he and I will say this: he could pair well with Julius Randle. Yeah, but okay, then fair. what do? You, but then what are you willing to give up? Because that's a large contract. That's a decent sized contract you're getting with Kimba too, though. 
Yeah. So who are you going to give up? Yeah, they're not giving up Mitchell Robinson. He is a part of their long term future. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're not, and they don't have like any other bigs that are desirable for. Yeah, that's true. Like, like and it would work for Kim, and it would work for Kimba. Yeah, Go back to New York. Kimba. Yeah, lovely. Like it would be home. It'd be perfect. Can't work out though. Yeah, because yeah, boss is just not going to get anything back. They're just not exactly. Yeah, like the places that Kemba would fit best, like they just have no, like they're not getting anything back. And for the places that they could get the most back, Kemba doesn't fit there at all. So it's it, it's horrible. Like they, they're in a tough spot. It's going to be really interesting to see what Danny Ainge does and like going up to the trade deadline because they're because the Celtics are always in trade rumors. They never seem to pull off a major trade, but they're always in these rumors. But they were even rumored to get Anthony Davis at one point. That's yeah. what I was telling people all the time bro we should have stayed put with brandon ingram and lonzo and we could have had that little nice duo i mean sorry trio of braun ad and brandon ingram because ad was coming to la like everybody knew that part we could we didn't have the lead we didn't have to trade our young assets for anything i understand they would have maybe ad would have gone and signed another team the likelihood would have been low we wouldn't need to like yeah, it's tough. I mean, yeah, the Celtics are in a tough spot. And like I said, if any of you guys have any suggestions down below, I would love to hear it. But because we just can't think of anything right now. There's none. There's, there's none. There's just none. I think this is we're going to end today's episode. Thank you, Trey, for coming on the pod. It was appreciate awesome to you, have you on. You. Um, I'll give you the floor right now. If there's anything you have to promote, anything you have to say going forward for your channel, I'm giving you the floor right now. Like, what do you have coming up on your channel? I got a couple of interviews actually dropping out this week. Um, so, you know, stay tuned, of course, with the weekly episode as well. Uh, you know, tune in on the YouTube and check the page out as well on the IG. Um, and, you know, show my man some love. I, I like what he's doing. So keep it going, man. Yeah, thank you. And so congratulations much. to a thousand uh, to a thousand followers. Thank congratulations you. to that. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Again, thank you for coming on. I'm going to have all of his links to his pod, to his um, YouTube down in my link tree or down in the description of this video. So definitely go check him out. He does some great stuff over there on his channel. So definitely go check him out. And yeah, before we head out of this podcast, I have to tell you guys that there's a giveaway going on on my page. There's a specific post that just says, thank you for a thousand followers. Um, follow the, um, the steps in the um, in the caption and you could be entered for a $25 gift card giveaway down in my Instagram. Again, follow at TV on basketball for updates on the podcast for other content and all the social media accounts. Show us some love on the podcast. Subscribe, like if you're on YouTube. And I'll be back on Monday with another pod and hopefully another guest next week. I'm in the process of trying to get someone, but we'll see if that happens. But again, yeah, I'm just excited for what's to come in this NBA season. The NBA All-Stars coming soon. The, the trade deadline is coming soon. This is when we get into the, into the most exciting part of the NBA season. So just come along for the journey. But once again, Trey, thank you for coming on. We definitely have to have you back in the future. Definitely. definitely. You got to join the show as well. Yeah, for sure. But I think this is where we're going to end it. Thank you guys for watching. TV's going to be signing out. Take it easy, guys. Peace.